So I, uh, it's lunchtime. It's Friday. It is. I can feel how hot it is. I have the windows open. I've been pacing back and forth. I've just been. I, I had a meeting earlier. I've been doing a bunch of work, trying to. But my mind is just focused on one thing only. We've got. Uh, I mentioned we got five thirty tonight. Our uh, our upstairs neighbors coming to, you know, talk some talk turkey a little bit. I don't think she's fully prepared for how far into this process we want to be. Because uh, I just kind of, you know, a week ago, yeah, look, a lot changes in a week. A week ago when I talked to her and I said, yeah, we're just, you know, we're very, very, very early in the process, which is true, but it didn't mean, yeah, we want to just spend the next 12 months trying to find the perfect house. No, we need to spend the next couple of weeks finding it. Maybe even uh, my timelines are always so goddamn aggressive. And the thing that I want to do is I want her to say, yeah, I'm free tomorrow. And then say, okay, here's, here's the houses we want to see if they are still available. And if you have any that we don't know of that, are, that meet our criteria or at least a portion of it, let's go see them all. On, let's spend all of Saturday. And then, <laughs> and then... And then the application and all of this, and here's my down payment info, and here's my all that shit. I wrote it all down. I wrote it all down for her. I don't. I'm I'm hoping that she's you know because she said like I texted her and she said yeah it's just a casual conversation it's nothing because I said do you want anything from us to be prepared before you come down and talk to it no 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 just a just a casual conversation. She's about to find out. <laughs> <laughs> this there's nothing casual about what we want. This is aggressive and we need to we don't need to, but we want to and kind of need to get the fucking ball rolling like yesterday. I mean literally yesterday. I wanted to, I asked if she was free Thursday and she said Friday, which okay. I wish she had been free last night, but she's free tonight. It's okay. It's Friday, so I don't, you know, whatever. It's all good. Um so so what I will do is, uh, yeah, I put together a whole thing. I mean, just not very, you know, this isn't like an, an executive level report or anything like that. This is just my info that she'll need. Here's my FICO. Here's my DTI. Here's uh, this and here's that and here's the income and here's blah, blah, blah. Here's last year's income. Here's this year's income or what, you know, what's targeted to be. And here's our wish list. And I'll be honest, this uh, there's there's like the must haves and the nice to haves, right? We always put these lists together when we're when we're looking at something big. When the you know when you when you're starting a project of any kind, whether it's at work or at home or in whatever you're doing at school, you figure out what's in scope for the project and what's out of scope. What are the things we need to have in order for this to be a successful project? And what are the things that we'd like to have, but it's probably going to be a phase two or beyond kind of thing. It won't make or break the whole deal if we can't get these things, but we'd really like to have them. Good example, a pool. I'd really like to have a pool. I don't particularly want to take care of a pool. I don't want to really particularly have to maintain a pool, but I fucking love swimming. I love pools. And my kids love swimming. And we spend all summer swimming at our one of our two pools that we have here at the uh, apartment complex. One of the few things that's nice about living here is we know that we have a pool that we can just walk to anytime we want. Unfortunately, it's filled with strangers. And I'd love to have a pool that's filled with just me and my family and people who I invite to come over and enjoy the pool. So that's a very, it's a very high on the list. Nice to have, but it's not, it's not a make or break. We don't need to, we can exist without it barely, but we can, uh, this sounds, this might sound crazy to some, but anyone who lives in New Hampshire, (laughs) this isn't that crazy. Uh, the only real true, I mean, there's a few must haves. Uh, I don't want to 
fixer upper type things. I, I just I I don't have that in me. Uh, I'm not going to be doing any manual. <laughs> I'm not going. I mean, I'm not going to be doing any manual labor. I'm not going to be like laying bricks, laying you know fucking. I'm not going to be staying home, taking a day off from work to put like a, you know like a concrete you know like a slate patio. I'm, I'm just not. Um, somebody else will do that, and I will gladly pay them for the luxury of not having to do that. And I will, we will direct them and they will do what we say or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we don't, we, that's, that's, that's high on the list. Don't want something that's, you know, look, uh, and when I say I don't want something that needs major, uh, money and time and effort and work, uh, as far as structurally, foundationally, functionally, right? I don't want to. I don't want to get there and have to like replace the electrical. I don't have to replace the plumbing. I don't want to have to replace the roof. I just, I, you know, I don't want that stuff. Cosmetic, that's a different story. If we look in the kitchen and say, "Oh my God, these uh, these cabinets are stupid. What are ugly cabinets!" God, I don't give a shit. It's invisible as far as I'm concerned. You got the appliances. That's great. And we can we can uh, plug them in and out as we see fit, whatever we like and don't like. Uh, and then if the cabinets are ugly or the you know the paint is ugly or there's wallpaper or there's just something that's like not pleasing to the eye, I don't give a shit about that. We can take care of that. It ain't is this load bearing wallpaper? No, great. <laughs> we can leave it there as long as we need, and then we'll get rid of it. Uh, two toilets. That is basically, <laughs> that's basically our list. Two toilets. Ideally, two toilets and two bathtubs. Or one bathtub and one stand-up shower. Uh, I grew up in a house that had three toilets, one bathtub with a shower, and one shower. And that worked pretty well. There were, there were very few times where everybody needed the shower all at once. I don't really remember any. Thanks largely in part to my uh, just lack of showering during middle school and high school. It made it easy, I think, for everybody else. And my dad was up early, so he got to shower first. And then, uh, you know, my mom and sister would shower. They could shower simultaneously in separate rooms, and it was no big deal. And I just sat there, a, a big ball of filth waiting, uh, you know, waiting for the, the bus to come. <laughs> um, but uh, we've spent the last seven years with a grand total of, I've mentioned this, one toilet, one shower, one bathtub, all of which occupy the same room, one bathroom with all of those things in it. We've managed so far, and obviously, people made it. F- people have been around for thousands of years, and many of those years where there was no such thing as plumbing, indoor plumbing, or toilets. You know, you'd shit in a hole. Uh, so, could we could we exist with one? Yes, but it's really fucking annoying. It's really shitty. It sucks. Uh, you know. Going into the shower every time. Anybody need the bathroom? I'm going to take a shower. Anybody need the bathroom? I never used to have to ask that question because I, you know, all the places that we lived in, they were rentals, but they all had like a bunch of toilets. Take your pick of toilets. When we lived in Florida, I basically had my own bathroom at the end of the hall. It was like just the forgotten bathroom. It was used uh, to give the kiddos a bath because it was a, you know, it was a proper tub and easy to just a traditional bathtub. And then we had a master bathroom with a really nice shower and everything. Uh, but not, not ideal for, it had the sliding glass door. It would have been hard to angle in and like, you know, wash the babies and stuff like that. Um, so to go from that, to go, go from something like that where it's like, yeah, we've always had a master bathroom. We've always had this. And then to come to New Hampshire where like, they really don't have that stuff like as a standard feature. It's really, it's crazy. And then on top of that, so many of these houses don't have a garage or even a carport. Like 
Did you get the memo that we live in New Hampshire? There's a lot of snow. You know, you're good with that. Just you're okay. Just shovel your car out. Okay. Uh, that's something I don't really want to do. I really, really would like a two car garage. Also, not a must have. Because uh, my plan is, I'm going to get some kind of. You drive by, you see all these people. They have basically it looks like a, a camping, uh, you know, sort of canopy type thing over their car. And I say to myself, you know what? If uh, if there's snow in the forecast, yeah, I'll, I'll pop up a few of those babies over the car, and uh, and then we won't have to dig out. Uh, but it's really yeah. It, in the perfect world, we'd have four beds, two and a half baths, a pool, a two car garage. The things I'm listing, I mean, the pool is not standard, but. The things I'm listing are pretty standard in all of the places that we've ever lived. They're also standard in New Hampshire, but you need to have a lot of money to get them. And I just, I don't want to spend a lot of money. I just, uh, I, I, I just don't. Uh, I already know how much I'm going to be spending, and that's already a lot of money. That's amount of money that, like, even a few years ago, I thought, oh, my God, that's so far out of, but it's just the way it is. So, okay, all right, fine, fine. Uh, yeah, two bath or two toilets, at least three bedrooms. It sounds crazy. There's so many, like, two bedrooms. It's like, what the fuck? Garage, two car, ideal, under a certain amount. Yeah, um, there's a certain amount where we could, uh, we could put a 20% down payment, and it's a decent amount. And if we can get something for under that amount, that's pretty sweet. I also think, I'm hoping it doesn't come to this because we'd also like to stay in the same area so the kids can go to the same school. That limits things quite a bit. So we're not going to, you know, it's not going to strictly be that area. But uh, we might have to look, you know, not just in this city. Might have to look at other other properties because you know you get a little bit far outside of Nashua and you actually get some reasonably priced homes with all of that stuff. And then of course I went on the you know Zillow and I look at I look at upstate New York where I used to live and it's like the first thing that comes up is like two car garage, pool, four bathrooms, yeah, three thousand square feet for less for less than half a million. And I'm like, ah, of course, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Uh huh. Isn't that nice? Isn't that just nice? And then you look at the next one and it's like, okay, under 400, same stuff, no pool, but still garages, bathrooms. Because in New York, they just made houses with that stuff. Yeah, my my childhood home that I grew up in until I was six had one toilet and it was one floor. But it was like, we had a huge basement. We had a one-car garage. We had a, a nice dining room. We had a small kitchen. We had, I mean, there, it was like, it wasn't so bad. Not a big house, but it was a nice house. And, uh, and I just think about houses that are similar in age here in New Hampshire, and they have so much less of what all the other houses that are like the same era, the same age. It's like, why didn't they build garages? Why? Why didn't they build garages on these houses? Why? Why didn't they? I just, you know, I don't, I don't get it. Um, so you will see how that goes. Uh, so yeah, couple of three bedrooms, couple of bathrooms, couple of toilets, fenced in backyard. This is the part I'm trying to, trying to sort of not think about. <laughs> but we are looking for a fenced in backyard, and you could probably guess why. Because my days of pet-free living are, they're going to come to an end pretty soon. I would say by Christmas, if in fact we are in a house before Christmas, if the, if the timeline goes according to plan, which, I mean, when does it ever? But if it does, uh, you know, if we're in a nice little cozy little fun little place by the end of the summer, by August 15th, that's when, remember, I secreted it. By August 15th, we will be out of here, out of this apartment and into a house. And we'll, uh, you know, we'll, 
<laughs> we'll have uh, an offer accepted by June 15th and uh, and hopefully close shortly thereafter so I can give my on June 15th I just want to give I just want to give the 60 day notice on June 15th and then say fuck you we're fucking out of here. And if it has to go to July 1st and then like we close on July 1st and I have to give a, a two month notice and just say, yep, all right, we got to go. We got to go two extra weeks. We got to pay you two extra weeks. Fuckheads. Um, but I also, I don't think uh, our, our, our neighbors last year, they were able to leave before their lease ended. They did not give 60 days notice. They received a bill for a large sum of money because they didn't give the notice. And I'm fairly certain you just, if you just get a decent enough attorney, it'll be, it's, it's fine. Uh, but anyways, if we're in our nice cozy little house by the end of August at the latest or by the middle of August, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's then the, yeah, then the window's closing. Then it's 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 closing in on me. Everything's closing in on me because then, uh, then I'll have to yeah. Then we'll we'll just have uh, you know four legged furry things all over the goddamn place. So so yeah, but but you know what? Uh, a fenced in back. You know this apartment. Uh, there's great dog parks, but I can't just like open the door and say, okay, Fido, go go run around and then take a shit. Like you have to get out. You know get dressed go outside da, 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 walk over to the you know uh, i just don't uh, i don't have that ability and it's not fair to do there's so many people with dogs here too it's like how do you how do you live on the third floor and have a bunch of dogs you just you you have to get up and go outside like every it's just crazy to me you can't just i mean even on the even on, we're on the ground floor if i really needed to you know, if I was on a, a meeting or something, I could stand at the door and be on my call and tie a leash to our little uh, our little fence on our patio and put a dog on the other side and tie it up and say, "Okay, you know, do your do your shit, do your business." Uh, I, I just can't imagine the second and third flight. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so I, I told the kids, "Look, you're not going to have any animals until we live in a house, and we live in a house, we will get animals." I'm a man of my word. I want my kids to be happy. We're going to get fucking animals at some point, but we need the house. And so the fenced in yard is a big, that's a big one. That's a big boy. Uh, that's important. I will say while so many houses in, in this city do not have two toilets, do not have a garage, do not even have a carport. Um, nearly all of them have a fenced in backyard. Which is good. So you, you, that's pretty much, it's almost a, a given that you're going to get that. Uh, you know, a, a updated kitchen, that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a nice to have as well. It's a, it's a preferred thing. And when I say updated, I just don't want, I don't want to walk in and like the kitchen's just gutted and you need like immediately to just buy every appliance and a bunch of cabinets and all that stuff like right away. You know what I mean? I don't want to have to go in there on day one and say, holy shit, we got to get all this stuff. Now, if it's, if it's a whole thing and they say, oh, the seller is going to, is upgrading all of this and the new apply. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess I, a functioning kitchen <laughs> and one that has all of the appliances. We looked at a, the only house we've looked at in this, the, the entire seven years we've been here was in 2019. There was a house. We went to an open house. And it was someplace over, you know, and, and it had a carport. And it had a pool. It was very tiny. It had two toilets. It had a very nice, ba- one very nice bathroom. It had no dining room. It had one little, uh, you know, living room. It had an okay-sized kitchen. And I'm looking around and I'm saying, okay, well, there's no garbage disposal. That sucks. There's a, okay, there's a really shitty stove and oven. Okay, that sucks. And the dishwasher, excuse me, sir, where is the dishwasher in this house? Oh, there isn't one. Okay. It's like not even, not no dishwasher, but not even a space for a dishwasher to go. So that was, okay, that's the end of that. Because I'm not doing that either. (laughs) Um, And for the amount of money that these goddamn houses cost, I want a dishwasher. It's not much to ask. Uh, Yeah. 
there's there's one house that I have my eye on that has almost everything. Great pool. It has like an in-law. It doesn't just have a kitchen. It has an in-law space with a bathroom and a kitchen. Like that's a that's fantastic. What a cool thing. And uh, it has a one-car garage. Okay, that's 50% of the garages we were hoping to have. Could work with that. I don't, you know, I don't really leave that much. So, you know, my car, I could, I could kind of casually brush it off as I need to. And the wife could just pull right out of the garage and go to work when she needs to in, in the snow and we'd be okay. Um, so, okay, there's a garage and there's room that I could just, you know, maybe put some kind of carport. Maybe have another garage built. I don't think that would be too difficult. Uh, so there's a pool. There's a couple of bathrooms. Good square footage. It kind of had big yard. You don't get big yards in this city because it's a city. I've said that. There's not big yards. It's got the big yard. It's got this. It's got that. It's got really a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff that I want. And, uh, and, and the things that we need, too. Uh, the kitchen is huge. It has... It's so funny because it's like, oh, there's new floors and that's a nice stainless steel refrigerator. The oven looks you know, reasonably new and in good condition. Uh, there's a big hole where the dishwasher should be. So hopefully that's something that will be remedied before anybody moves in. But whatever. If I had to spring for a dishwasher, I have to spring for a dishwasher. I, I, whatever. Uh, don't want to, but Whatever uh what else um and the cabinets are like ridiculous they're the same cabinets that we had in our townhouse in new york uh (laughs) 12 years ago when we lived there they're like old you know 70s maybe early 70s or 80s kind of cabinets you'd know them if you saw them it's like the it's like the light brown sort of handles and they're just almost like a beige it's like they're very apartmenty looking like townhouse apart, they look like cabinets that you would only find in an apartment, but they're in this house. And uh, but that's okay. Like I said, a cabinet, I don't give a shit. We'll go to one of these cabinet places, talk to cabinet guys, get cabinets, and then you know, and be good, be okay. Uh, so it really has a lot of everything. It's a little on the high end, and by a little on the high end, I mean. Way on the high end, like, uh, uh, so, but then when I think about it, it's, <laughs> it's basically the same, uh, let's see, principle and interest, uh, would be on this, on, oh, this is an even more expensive house. Let me just say this. Let me just tell you something. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it, these houses that are even, even over half a million with the right down payment and the good interest rate and everything else, your principal and interest is about the same as what we are paying in rent or what we would be paying if we signed another lease. And it's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. I mean, of course that's why people can't get out of renting forever. Like, Jesus, man, it's like, not to get on a whole, but like, man, I mean, when we lived in New York, I've said this before, we live in a great townhouse community. And when we signed the lease, she said, okay, it's a 12 month lease. And then when the lease is over, you can sign a new lease if you want, or you can just go month to month. And if you move out, you know, after the 12 months, you just need to give 30 days notice. I'm like, okay, that's super reasonable. And she said, uh, yeah, and if you have to break the lease, uh, there is a fee of, you know, whatever. It's like, a you know, not a small fee, but there's a fee. I'm like, okay, that's, I get it. And she's like, but you don't have to pay it if you break the lease because you bought a house. We don't, we don't penalize you for buying a house. I'm like, holy shit. That is the exception, not the rule. You're not going to find that. I don't, maybe it's still like that there today, but you go to any of these other places that are owned by big corporations that have rental communities all over the place, you know, in this townhouse community we lived in, there wasn't a pool, there wasn't a tennis court, there wasn't any, you know, there wasn't a clubhouse, and I didn't give a shit because I don't care about those things. And, uh, and it was just so nice to know, like, okay, so basically we're locked into 
a whole year, and at the end of the year, we can go month to month. And by the way, you can go month to month, and your rent isn't going to change. That was the other thing. This place where we are now, if you went month to month, your rent almost doubles. So if I get to the end of this lease and had to go like, okay, we need to stay here for three more months, but I can't sign a lease. Guess what? I'm paying, uh, I'm paying almost $5,000 a month to live in this 1,000-square-foot apartment if I had to go month to month. I think that is... I think that is theft. I think that is a criminal act. I think people, sh- I mean, and that's the thing. That's why I like, that's why everybody hates billionaires, except for dumb people. Dumb people like billionaires. Do you think that? I think that. I, I like, I don't, I've never looked at a billionaire and said, yeah, man, this guy, I want to model my whole life after fucking Elon Musk. No. Elon Musk is a fucking douchebag. And he's kind of an idiot, too. You know, the guy's got this, like, diamond mine fortune, and he buys, you know, he's, I think he, like, he, like steals the Tesla idea, which is kind of ironic when you think about, like, the real Tesla. <laughs> um, and he's, he's just a moron and an asshole, and he's so fucking rich, you couldn't even, in your, you can't even conceive of the, the amount of money that he has. Just saying you know, I don't know, whatever, however many hundred billion dollars. It's like, oh my God, it's, it's, it's lifetimes upon lifetimes upon lifetimes of fortune. And then uh, another thousand lifetimes after that are going to have plenty left over. It's crazy. And uh, it's weird. Yeah. And all these like, oh, the gas price is too high. And then the gas companies have like record profits. And the CEOs are such like multi multi millionaires. Like, uh, it must be the president. He, he made the gas prices too high. <laughs> like, I don't bl- like when you know when they were like, oh, Trump's like, oh, the gas prices under me were two dollars. Yeah, because nobody left their house, dumb dumb. That had very little, if anything, to do with you. And now the gas prices are high. Because people are all back out and they're commuting and they're going on vacation and they're driving and they're out. We're out again. We're, we're open for business again. COVID's not gone, but we're fucking open for business because we can't – we truly can't live like that. You can't live the lockdown thing. And I – you know, we all made it uh, through the last two years. I mean most of us. Um, unless you got COVID, then uh, yeah. And it's not a hoax. It's not a fucking – it's just crazy. People are just idiots. Anyway, um, so we're out and, and, and we're not going to – we're probably – I can't imagine we're going to do the lockdowns because I, I don't have another lockdown in me. I know that and I don't think most people do. And we'd do it if we had to but I'm uh, – yeah, I'm not at a place where I could just uh, embrace it like I did the last time. Like, eh, all right. No. I mean I mostly, I mostly am locked down. <laughs> I don't leave the house. It wouldn't be that much different, but, uh, you know, the kids not being at school and so it's, it's, it, you know, they, they, they soldiered through it. Like just, it was so impressive, but then you realize like, yeah, it did take a mental toll on everybody, on every single person. There's not a single person alive that can. And, and if they say, Oh, Oh no, I'm, I was good during the pandemic and I'm still good and nothing bad. They're lying. They truly are lying. I had a good 2020. Like it was during the pandemic. I wasn't thrilled to not be able to like go to the movies and stuff, but I did. I was okay with that. And, and then stuff started opening up right when it was like, yeah, I really could use a fucking trip somewhere. And we got to go to New York city and we had masks on and it was like, yeah, I wear a fucking mask. Cause if I can go out and wear a mask as opposed to staying inside. Yeah. Give it to me. I'm really getting off on a tangent here. Uh, 30 minutes already so uh, and my ears are feel my ears feel weird i think because i talk too much i think the movement of my jaw is like doing something to my ears because my ears feel clogged and i feel like the strain of talk i i I, it's too much talking perhaps maybe i need to learn how to relearn how to talk because it's actually it's painful to talk it's like it's my my jaw is sore (laughs) I don't know. Anyway. Uh so so yeah, that's that's what's up. 
Um, anyway, yeah, the, the, the fucking, the fucking asshole. I mean, it's just, when you think about that, like, can you imagine that, like, somebody who just doesn't have another option and they need to go for a couple of extra months and their rent goes up by, you know, almost double. And then you're just like, oh, yeah, you're, you'll be paying us, like, four to $5,000 a month. <sighs> man, oh, man. And, uh, yeah, and they don't do short-term leases anymore, so you can forget that. You're locked in for at least 11 months. They used to do six. They used to do three. You could, basically, anything from three to 24 you could do. And I would usually do somewhere between, you know, 11, 12, 13, something like that. I think I, think I once did a 15 because it was such a good deal. I'm like, all right. And then, of course, they take it out of you the next time because your rent goes up by the exact amount or more more than what you saved on the previous thing. So it doesn't matter. They're going to get you coming and going and everything in between. Um, <laughs> but it is. It's, fucking, it's a fucking criminal enterprise, this whole rental thing and these big mega apartment complexes. And I'm sure that... This place where we live, this place has been around for almost 50 years. Been around since the 70s. And you hear from some, I mean, like the maintenance guys, I tell you these maintenance guys are fucking saints. They're wonderful. They're great. I have a good relationship with them. They're fabulous. I can't say enough good things about the maintenance crew at this place. And they've been here since the 70s and 80s, most of them. Like, no joke. It's a bunch of old guys and they've got some young pups. But these guys just know this place inside and out, up and down, front to back. And they talk about, you know, like, yeah, it used to be this. It used to be that. uh." And, uh, yeah, this place wasn't owned by a a mega thing. And it it was reasonable. You could come and live here and not and be able to save money. And that's the thing, the rental thing. Like, they're... The rich people are... they Like, you, you, you really do. You look at it and you're like, yeah. I guess the rich people... Yeah, the people in charge, they really don't... They want anyone who's in poverty to pretty much just stay there. Because, yeah. How the hell are you going to fucking do anything if you're, if you're just renting forever? Once upon a time, if the rent was reasonable, yeah, you can, you can save. But it's not. So you can't. So fuck it. What's the deal? What's the deal? Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, okay. Cool. Great. That's nice. Um, so yeah. But if I finally have met a place where it took seven years, but I dug myself out. <laughs> In the process of digging out, uh, would often fall back into the pit and the dirt would fall on top of me. <laughs> Many, many, many times. But now I'm like, I've, I've gotten to the surface. I'm, it's like, oh, this is breathable air. I'm out of the cave. I'm out of the, I'm out of the hole. I'm, whatever it is. I'm not covered in dirt anymore. And my throat is so dry from talking. Yeah. I, I do need to take some water, don't I? You can't talk like this for... for and it's a hot day. So I'm, I'm quite parched. Quite parched. Mm. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And uh so anyway, but I'm just I'm just I'm I'm just a ball of like nerves and excitement and and, and a little bit of fear and a little bit of you know anxiety. It's like a little of everything. Mostly good things, but also like oh. Because what like my my thought is always what if? Like what if even though my credit score is good, even though my debts are paid off, um, even though whatever, I have X amount that I, I know I can have for a down payment that I can put in a down payment, even though my debt, to, it's all good, it's all good. <clears throat> and I still just think like, okay, but what if they... What if they still just say, yeah, you know what, even though you've had seven years of impeccable rent. That's the other thing, too. Your rental history doesn't mean shit to anybody. How is that possible? How is that allowed? I mean, you might, you might find some benevolent, <laughs> some benevolent loan officer or underwriter who's like, 
oh yeah, wow, you lived in this place and you paid that much for that length of time and you, you paid on time and or even early and all that. Okay, wow, that's that really goes a long way. I think you're trustworthy enough. You might find someone, but but uh, it doesn't. Nobody really gives a shit about that. And it's fucking. It's like, well, then what is the point of anything? <laughs> Can't you just? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe more people would be worse off if their <laughs> if their rental history went onto their credit score. But I I'm like I yeah I would love for my rental history like all of it to be on my credit score. Like from 2007 until now, just yeah, give them my rental history. Here you go. So, oh well. Uh, but yeah, there's still that like, oh god, what if they don't? What if they don't approve me? <laughs> well, you know what? If they don't, then we spend the next year getting in even better shape. But I tend to believe and I tend to think that with all those factors, I would be a million percent shocked if that was the case. If they didn't, they didn't approve. Whoever they ends up being. Uh, so we'll, we'll keep you posted. I mean, and like I said, this could be. This is what the podcast is going to sound like. <laughs> unless unless I just, you know, unless every bank on the planet says, "No, no, no. No, not you. No, no, no. We don't we're not we don't want you buying our money. We're not going to sell you our money. <laughs> we're not going to we're not going to yeah, we're not doing that. No. We're not we're not we're not going to give you that money. Um it is funny though, right? Like they call it when when you think about like it's called a loan. I wish they would just say what it is. Just say like, "Hey, what is a bank? Oh, it's a place where you go to purchase money." <laughs> a loan is like your parents say, "Hey, you know what? You need ten thousand dollars. We can give you ten thousand dollars, and we're lending it to you, and you pay it back, no interest. Just pay. You know, if you can pay a thousand dollars a month for ten months, then that's great." Or five hundred a month for twenty months, whatever. That's a loan. <laughs> this thing where you say, "Hey, I need," <laughs> you go and you say, "Hey, dude, I need uh, half a million dollars," and the bank says, "Okay, you can have that. We'll give you the half a million dollars for oh, let's see, let's call it two hundred and fifty thousand dollars." <laughs> We will sell you this half a million dollars for a quarter of a million dollars. Okay. And what are we going to what are we going to do? What are you supposed to do? Nah. I'll just go back to renting, thanks. No, because you hope that whatever whatever that you know, whatever that amount is that you're paying in interest and these fucking rates are only going up. So it's not it's not a wild thing to say that. Like, yeah, here's half a million dollars. You owe us that plus quarter of a million dollars. Um it's not that outrageous. It's really not. Yeah, here's an estimator, uh, a 700,000 a $600,000 mortgage. Uh interest would be about and I and that's a and that's a low interest rate. Is about two hundred and eighty-two. So you're 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 spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to get hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's it's uh, and then it's like, well, how come people are so fucking rich and people are so fucking poor and the middle class is gone? There's your answer. You can't reasonably rent and and get on your feet and save money. Most people can. Obviously, some can. A lot can't, and they're going to be stuck there for a very long time. And the ones at the top, you know, they're just like, I don't even know what to do with this money, but I'm not giving it to you. <laughs> I'm going to build a spaceship, and then I'm going to build another spaceship, and then it's just me and my friends are just going to go into space, and then I'm going to charge people hundreds of thousands of dollars to go into space for five seconds, and then William Shatner can go into space with me. And then I'm going to, you know, it's like, oh, my God. It's crazy. 
do the billionaires become that way when they become billionaires or are they is that how they are and they're just gonna they're like yeah i'm gonna be a fucking stingy motherfucker when i become a billionaire (laughs) is that what i it's just so curious to me because so few of them seem to be you know mark cuban is like the exception to the rule but that's a guy who really did. That's one of the few stories of a guy. And maybe I've got this wrong. Maybe he did. You know, Bill Gates got, what, like a half a million dollars from his mom who was an IBM executive. Like, hello. Uh, you know, these people, uh, there's far fewer bootstraps involved in these bootstrap stories than the bootstrap storytellers would have you believe. Uh, but I feel like Mark Cuban, I mean, he's, you know, he made that, you know, he, he had a software company. And he's a smart guy, and he sold it for a shit ton of money. And then he was able to parlay that into other business ventures, which then also became very successful. So he turned money into more money and then bought the Mavericks. And that's, you know, this professional basketball. That's always, you know, that's a, that's, it's almost, a, you know, football is like the only lock as far as like, yeah, who wouldn't want to own a football team? Um, but anyway, yeah, I got to stop. To, yeah, my jaw, it's like crazy. Uh, what was I saying? What was I saying? Yeah, but it's like you don't have that, uh, you know, as my buddy uh, D-Train shared some uh, little meme thing recently, and it was just a black and white picture of a guy. It was the dad with his, you know, his his coat and his hat and it's probably 1950 something and he's and the mother and the kids are standing in the driveway waving goodbye as he's getting in the car to go to work and it's a lovely little scene oh isn't that happy but the point is you could do that you could have a single income and afford a house and a nice car and the wife could stay home and raise the children and and all that stuff there's not much about the fifties that I would ever want to come back, particularly the music. Uh, I like pretty much all music. I was in that IHOP the other day. Oh, they playing that fucking doo wop fifties crap. It makes me fucking sick to my stomach. I hate that shit. It's really like even country music. There's a ton of country music. I've mentioned, you know, Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Dolly Parton. Uh, you know, there's, there's all these like, I mean, Johnny Cash is like, to me, he's Frank Sinatra of country music. There is such an extensive catalog of so many. They're almost all good songs. They're just, he is, he stands alone, right? Just like Sinatra. Like there were others who, you know, I love Dean Martin and, and you know, Sammy Davis and all these other guys. And, you know, uh, but there's, you know, Frank Sinatra is what I'm listening to. And I love the other, con- you know, I love Willie Nelson and I love Dolly Parton. But there's only a, there's really a handful of songs that I'm really gonna sit down and listen. to. Johnny Cash, I just go through, just whatever, just play some Johnny Cash. And then and and you know, so I, I often say like, oh, I fucking hate country music. Well, I hate the shit that's like country music today. That like, you know, the people that with like you know those upturned cowboy hat kind of things, and uh, you know, and like beer koozies, like that kind of country music. I, I no. Uh. But I, you know, the old stuff, the real, like, you know, the actual working man's kind of country music. Uh, and there weren't Australians singing country music back then. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, uh, what does that have to do with fucking anything? I don't even know. What the hell does Johnny Cash? Holy shit, I'm so far down a, a fucking rabbit hole here. I don't even know what I was talking about. Is it time to bail on this podcast as a result? I feel like I was going somewhere. And, and what the hell is Johnny Cash? Oh, 50s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I have to, I have to retrace my steps, you know, my old age. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so there's nothing really about the 50s that I would ever want to come back. I don't like, I don't like anything about the 50s. I don't like the fucking poodle skirts and the fucking sock hops and Elvis and, you know, like doo-wop and fucking black and white everything. And I just, uh, you know, and those, you know, like the old, like the classic, you know, a 57 Chevy. I, I just, I don't like any of that shit. I hate it. I hate those styles. I hate everything. Pretty much everything about the 50s, I think, sucks. Um, except the fact that you could have one 
person in the household earning the full-time income while the other one could realistically stay home and you could afford a house and you could afford this and you could afford, and and that is that is so fucking i mean 20 some odd years ago in a, in a in a college class i read this thing called the disappearance of the middle class and it didn't resonate with me at all i was too young because i grew up like middle class middle class upper middle class i don't know what you want to call it you know my parents did fine they did really well for themselves and now you know they're retired and they may, <laughs> their income is basically the same as mine <laughs> and in retirement it's like they did it they did it they fucking did it and my dad you know there aren't a lot of bootstrap stories but my dad is like kind of a bootstrap story like fucking the pit of poverty growing up and I mean, the first of his siblings, he had two older siblings, and I believe he was the first of them to go to college. Uh, he helped his younger sister, I think, go to college, gave her some, you know, lent her some money. I'm pretty sure. And maybe not. Um, don't quote me on that. But, uh, you know, he kind of, he kind of, he got out of it. Like he was, he was just in like, you know, Growing up in like uh, South Glens Falls, <laughs> you know that was it was like paper mill workers and and that kind of thing. And his dad was you know kind of a bum, didn't really you know, oftentimes unemployed. While my grandmother was working three jobs. And by the way, I've in my old age, I've come to realize that my my grandmother was an incredibly smart person, and probably could have done unbelievable things if she grew up in a different era. But she grew up in the era of like, you know, she was a waitress and then during the day she was like, a, I don't know. I don't know what she was doing. But she had a bunch of different jobs. I think during the day just a different waitress. <laughs> and then eventually she made her way to like insurance stuff and she would travel around and she had like a, you know, she worked in an office building and it's like, okay, she's, she's doing all right here. But she never really pulled herself out of it and probably had all, all kinds of potential that was likely squandered as it was for probably most many 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 women who were, were you know coming up during those times where it was like, the, the man of the house goes and makes the money and the little lady raises the children and blah 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 blah, blah. And my dad obviously did not come from that kind of thing <laughs> it was it was more of the wife going to work more than anything while the dad just kind of uh, nobody really you know and he'd go and he'd get he'd do a he'd get jobs and he'd work in the factory in the mill and I don't know, but my dad's kind of is a bootstrap guy, but we had things in place that could allow you to be a bootstrap person. You know, that, that generation that came up, you know, the baby boomers, they could do that bootstrap thing and the generation before them could do that bootstrap thing because stuff was set in place where it was like, yeah, we're, you know, really, really rich people are paying a certain amount of tax so that we kind of keep things, keep things flowing, which we're trying to, you know. We had a big, vibrant middle class, and it, it has slowly disappeared over the years. And it's it's like, yeah, it's almost kind of not there. <coughs> and uh, you see it here in Nashua. I've been going, I've been talking for too long. You see it here in this town. It is, there are like two very distinct Nashuas. And even though one time somebody on a Facebook thing called me a classist, no, I'm just pointing out there are actually two very there's there's like I, I think you could draw a line and it's almost I don't know if it's 50 50 if it's 60 40 70 30, I don't know but you could almost draw a line and say okay everyone on this side of the line is doing okay and they're not paycheck to paycheck or they're you know they're comfortable enough maybe they have a savings even if they are renting they're they're working towards something else and they're going to get out of it and then the other half is like yeah no it's just it's just not going to happen and they're putting up more apartments in the downtown area and these fuckers you know that's the thing in New England all these all these old mill buildings and these old mill towns of which there are many uh you know throughout Rhode Island, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, just tons of them. And and you get a, a, a city like this that's pretty, you know, that Nashua's kind of on the up and up. Um, you know, it's it's coming up in the world. 
Voted best city in America two times, two consecutive times, 1988 and 1989, I believe. Uh, <laughs> but they have these new downtown. They, you know, they renovate these old mills, and they're gorgeous. They look great. And you can get a nice little uh, three-bedroom <laughs> for like $4,000, $5,000. Like, oh, my God. Oh, I feel bad enough. I I can't even. I did against my better judgment. I I mean, it's a quick calculation of how much money that I've just pissed away living in this apartment. But there was really no other choice, and that's how the vicious cycle continues. Is you you yeah you can't save. You just you can just barely have enough to pay your rent, and the rent's only going to go up whether your salary goes up or not. That. Fu- my my rent is going up six hundred dollars, and a bunch of these other people are going up a thousand dollars. You think that they? You think that every single person in this apartment complex that has what are there fifty buildings with like twelve units in each building? Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah, twelve units uh, per building. Well, technically twenty four because it's like two. Anyway. Yeah, I guess it's really 24 times 50. Or I don't know if there's 50 buildings. There's a lot. You think you think every single person is uh <laughs> you think every single person whose rent is being jacked up by $1000 a month or 6000 $600 a month, you think that they're like you think that their their income went up by that much? No. These like there's so many people who are fucked and I'm so fucking lucky. So goddamn lucky. That I'm not one of them. Even if I had to stay here for another year, I, I'm still, you know, ahead of the game. And it's just like, oh my god. And then you wonder why people are so goddamn angry, and there's like, there's violence, and there's just like, there's so much rage. Like, of course there is. There's a lot to be mad about. You know. And then you can't. And then you <laughs> sound like whatever. But I'm. You, then you go to the doctor. Like, okay, that'll be several hundred dollars, or you can get insurance for. You know, like people. I don't know how some people afford stuff. I just don't because there's like I've been doing okay for myself and there's been times where I'm like, oh, my God, how can I afford that? But I but you do. You make it work. And I, I, I know that I'm, you know, I'm not in that lower sort of tier of incomes. I'm not in the upper tier of incomes, but I'm, I'm in a, a comfortable tier of incomes. And I look at these other ones and it's like, how are you? But guess what? You know what I've seen in the last two weeks? I, every time I look out the window, I'm looking now. I see a U-Haul. This morning I saw a U-Haul. This morning I saw several U-Hauls. Probably all weekend long you're going to be seeing U-Hauls. Like, that's what's happening. So, like, I, I don't know. I don't know what it means. But anyway, this really got off on a bit of a tangent. I do have to go. I really have to go. Lunch time is over. And I have eaten nothing. But that's okay. Uh, <laughs> will I post any of these? I don't know. We'll see. All right, but my fucking ears hurt, my mouth, everything, everything hurts. All right, we'll talk to you next time. Uh, more to come on all this fun shit. Whew. Right here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Later, Gators.